requested um, question. Did you set up Danielle? We're going to get to it. Okay. No, I did not set up Danielle. I did not set up Danielle. But what I will say about that is, look, I am pride myself in being extremely honest. However, there is another side to that where I'm loyal. Okay. And me telling Danielle that I spoke to Melissa saying that, um, you know, this is heard, from Margaret. Yeah. This is not to hurt you. I don't even believe this is true. But this is this was this was never to hurt Melissa. Never to hurt Melissa. Melissa, sorry, you were collateral damage. It was done to me. And you know, we're all on the show together. So, you know, we know the drill. It wasn't fun for me, okay? It fucking sucked for me, but I took it like a fucking champ, okay? And this is just a rumor, so relax. Right. Anyway, um, I was telling her this, and then when she told me this, and she said, like, Joe came home and he said, you believe how disgusting my sister is? I was like, really? Like, that's the, like, I, I'm, right, I'm that's sorry, Melissa, if I heard my brother's wife was cheating on him, truth be told, I would go directly to my brother. That's what I him. said. That's and 100% her, I let's said. Let's put ourselves in the real situation. Let's put ourselves in the real situation. Um, I mean, I heard a rumor, somebody told me a rumor about, and this is just a rumor, I don't believe it, that one of Melissa's husbands is gay. And he, like, goes both ways. And there was, like, evidence about this. Right. And now, <laughs> Melissa finds this out. She's going to go to both of them together? No. No. No, dude. Right. She's be like, go check your boy's phone and go see that he's not an around-the-way chick. Right. Um, so, again. Are you talking about Melissa's sister's husband? Yes, I am. Okay, I don't you know said, which one. And you I said, know I know, but you said one of Melissa's husband, and I was no, like, wait, Melissa's what? Sorry. <laughs> Melissa's Sorry. other husband. I mean, yeah. Melissa's husband, I don't know if he goes way. Well, right. <laughs> I think he may be able to go both your girl Stella once again guys there's so much to talk about and I wasn't expecting to come back so soon uh, I was you know gonna wait until Thursday to release my episode but there's just so much stuff happening right now that I just felt the need to come on and just kind of like comment on it and give you guys my opinion so what you just heard just now was basically Jennifer Jennifer Aiden was on a podcast recently a few days ago and um basically she was talking and explaining what had transpired at the reunion for you know season one uh, season 13 episode one two three of the reunion so basically the host asked uh jennifer so did you set up danielle so you know jennifer goes on and starts to explain um her rational when it comes to the whole thing and then eventually jennifer like I'm sorry, guys. I don't know if I missed it, but I did not get the impression that she was making, you know, an analogy or like it was an example or anything like that. But she just started talking about Melissa Gorga's family members that are not on the show. Granted, we have seen them on the show before. We've seen the sisters. We've seen we've seen their husbands at some point in time. Um, they may, they might have said something like very little on the show back then, but. We have not seen them for quite a few like seasons, right? But anyway, she talks about a rumor that she's heard at some point in time about Melissa's brother-in-law being gay. She makes a mistake at first and she says, one of Melissa's husbands, I've heard this rumor, and by the way, I'm not believing this rumor at all, but I've heard a rumor that one of them is gay. And then the host goes and says, I'm confused, right? Uh, you just said one of Melissa's husbands, but we know that Melissa's married to Joe. So what were you talking about Melissa's sisters maybe? And then she said, oh yeah, I don't know which one. I just don't know which one of the brother-in-laws, but I've heard this, that he swings both ways. So anyways, I don't understand what Jennifer Aiden is doing at this point. And I'm going to say this. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure that it's a faux pas, right? I'm pretty sure that it's a faux pas to out somebody as gay 
that may not be gay or to out somebody as gay that, you know, like for them that has not fully come out and said, you know what, I am gay or I'm bi or whatever, right? First of all, Jennifer, if you think, if you say that you do not believe in this rumor, why are you repeating it? That's number one. Because if someone says something to me and it's and I don't believe it to be true, I'm not going to go and talk about it and say, yeah, you know, like uh, there, there's this rumor. Like, what's the point? Right. Plus, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand. I don't understand how that was necessary. We're talking about Danielle and the question was very clear. Did you set her up? Did you set her up to reveal this rumor at the finale? Melissa's on the show. People might not like the rumor. People might think that you just try to do Melissa dirty or you're trying to do Teresa's dirty work or whatever, right? At the end of the day, it kind of comes with the territory. Melissa's on the show. On the show. But her brother-in-law, he's not a cast member. So why are you talking about him? And, you know, I find it kind of like disturbing because you were saying at some point in time that Margaret revealed the secret between you and Bill and that your children suffered tremendously from that, from, you know, learning that their father had cheated. Mind you, your secret was true, but it's just not something that you wanted to bring on camera and that's understandable. I felt for you in that moment. And I was just like, Margaret, that was not your secret to tell. You should have kept your mouth shut. You know, in in due time, if it needs to come out, it will come out. But I just felt like it was not the right thing for her to do, right? Although you took it on the chin, Jen, and you handled it like a champion. You admitted to it. But the entire season, that entire season, you were sad. And you're just like, you know, it's not really for me. It's about my kids. It's about my kids learning this, right? My kids didn't have to know. And I fell for you. And now this season, again, like your daughter wants to be a love therapist and all of that stuff. And you're just like, wow, you know, that really affected them. And, and I believe you when you say this, right? Things like that don't tend to really go away. But for you to bring up Melissa's brother-in-law, it doesn't really matter which one or if we know who you're talking about or not, but that person is not in the show. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, we followed your story at some point in time and you have a brother that is uh, homosexual and we saw how difficult it was even for your mom after all of this time to accept his sexuality. And I thought it was a beautiful thing that it was captured and documented on the show because I realize that it can help a lot of families that are going through this as, as well, right? But I'm pretty sure it's a big faux pas. And I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of the gay community here, but I'm pretty sure it's a big faux pas to out someone's sexuality or his preference when it comes to, you know, if they're into men, women, both, whatever, right? I'm pretty sure it's a big faux pas to do that for them. I remember at some point in time, several years ago, I was watching a documentary and there was this guy and he was saying that, you know, he basically knew his entire life that it was gay, but he was not ready to talk about it. And then one of his colleagues or classmates who was always suspicious of his sexuality just decided to do it for him and just like revealed it to everyone. And he said it was like the most difficult, embarrassing um, experience of his life until today, till this day, he was having a hard time with that, even though he is living in his truth today and he's open about it. Uh, he said that it was quite traumatizing to have another person tell um, his secret for him. So I don't know what you're trying to do. And I've always liked you as a housewife. Um, Although I didn't really particularly like you this season, and I said that extensively, and I explained why in my podcast so many times, but I just don't understand what you're doing right now. And I wonder how, like, if you were to have a conversation with your boss, 
um, Andy what he would say about something like this you know if he would approve of you discussing of someone else sexuality on another podcast especially if it's a rumor and if it's not something that you can prove and even if you could prove it that's not your story to tell right and how do you think those kids are going to feel because they still have to go to school right it doesn't matter if it's a rumor it doesn't matter if you don't believe it what what matters is that you went on a podcast and repeated it. So I don't know what you're doing. And at the end of the day, I don't know what you really have against Melissa. You know, when you started on the show, Jennifer, you were obnoxious. You were braggy. Well, at least that's how you came across, right? You talked about your 16th bath, 16 bathrooms, like living in a palace, having a husband that is a plastic surgeon, have the perfect kids, this and this and that, right? And the ladies, they had a really hard time with you. You were not like the best guest in Oklahoma and you were just making like negative comments here left and right and saying, you know, when you've gotten accustomed to a certain level of life, it's really hard to get back down, right? And Dolores was just like, well, Jennifer, life has a way to humble you sometimes, so you should shut up, right? I remember the ladies were talking amongst themselves, and they're just like, oh my God, this Jennifer woman, she's just so obnoxious and annoying, she's too braggy, and it's, it's like she has the worst manners. And the person that actually extended you some grace was Melissa Gorga. It wasn't in front of the group, it was just between her and her girlfriends. She could have trashed you right, right then and there, but instead she said, you know what? I like her. I like her. Maybe she's nervous, you know? I kind of like her personality. We'll see. And she even made a connection to, you know, she even tried to find some common grounds between you and herself when she started on the show. And she was like, you know what? When I started on the show, we were a little braggy too. You know, we, we, we had just come into money and we we're just like excited and we were just like, oh my gosh, you know, this is how much this costs. And, you know, we were those people back then. And I think that Jennifer's coming on, it's her first season, or, you know, she's kind of a little nervous and she's talking about that stuff, but that doesn't make her a bad person. Then you had this, like, kumbaya moment with Teresa, or this moment where you connected with her. And then from that point on, just because you, comment, you connected with Teresa over taking care of an elderly father, it's like at that point... You, you didn't pay any attention to the other relationships that you had within that group, right? So I'm just saying at this point in time, I think that it's not really fair for you to discuss other people that are not on the show. It's not important to know what rumors you've heard about them. Um, if it wasn't an analogy, I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. I didn't understand that you were trying to make an analogy. But just like you are so distraught over your children having to find out on national TV or on TikTok or social media, whatever the case may be, about their father's infidelity, other kids out there don't need to find out that their father is maybe, you know, gay or not gay or bisexual or you know, playing for this team, that team, or whatever, especially if it's a rumor and something that is like, that you have no evidence of. And by no means am I saying that the ladies that are hosting the show, it's, you know, it's not their fault. It's not their fault because they cannot necessarily control what's coming out of your mouth. Although... You know, they have their podcast. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that they're saying, but I do respect 
their work and I think that they have a great dynamic and they're doing like it's their thing right it works for them I don't agree with their opinions but that's okay we don't have to agree we can just coexist and just be like yeah this girl is she's doing that you know she's doing her little podcast it's working she's been doing it for a long time she has a blog she has this she has that they have this they have that that's great right I don't have to agree I'm not gonna trash them and that's the reason why I don't even want to say the name of the podcast because I don't want that to negatively affect them you know uh, at the end of the day if you're a content creator if you're a podcaster a blogger a youtuber I understand the amount of work that it requires to you know come up with some content things to talk about and then editing and then uploading and all of that stuff people think that oh yeah you're just working out of a computer or whatever right a lot of us are not getting paid for this by the way guys it's um a hobby a hobby for most people you know until it starts getting lucrative you know and if you're if you're lucky so i would never want to tear another podcast down or just because I don't agree with what they're saying. At the end of the day, I respect the hustle, right? But Jennifer, you're on a reality TV show and that comes with the territory, like I said before. So you need to be a little bit more mindful of the stuff that is coming out of your mouth, right? And I think I said this at some point in time on my podcast. I said, you know what, Jen? You have such a rich family and background and you know, personality, you can stand on your own two feet without the help of Teresa. Really, you could be a Teresa fan. You could be cheering for her all day long. But at the end of the day, why do you only have to have this relationship with this one cast member and completely alienate yourself from the rest of the group? Because you never know. I've said this before, you never know, Teresa might go, right? Or she might stay or something might happen. Maybe you might not see eye to eye. And then what are you gonna do? You're gonna be on an island by yourself. So you need to continue to cultivate those relationships on the show and not just act like Teresa is the only person that matters on the cast. I recognize that you're like a great friend in the sense that, hey, if you want somebody to stick by you and be loyal to you, maybe Jennifer is the girl that you should call. But at the end of the day, just remember that you're on a cast with all of these other ladies and that maybe you need to uh, cultivate organic relationships with all of them. And that doesn't mean that you need to be best friend with Margaret. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you need to explore other alternatives, you know? outside of Teresa because you never know you never know if Teresa said tomorrow morning I don't want to do the show anymore I've had enough that's too much for me and then she was out you would be left by yourself with the other ladies and then who would be your ally really so you kind of have to think about that too you know it's okay to vouch for Teresa but you also have to be a little bit objective at times. That's my opinion, right? Another thing that I thought was really interesting in that podcast was the fact that, and I'm kind of glad that Jen, you talked about this because um, a lot of people have referenced this, but I think it's worth talking about. So, you know, Teresa, when you guys were all going to BravoCon, it was a split panel. It was a big deal, right? There was like a lot of stuff in the press. People were just like, oh my gosh, a split panel. Who requested this? Who requested that? So Melissa said, I didn't request that. I just came here to play. I'm good with whatever they want. Like if they want full cast, full panel, we're here. If they don't want that, that's fine. But I did not make any special requests, right? Basically, I'm a professional. I'm not a coward. That's what she said. Teresa has looked at her fans, has looked at bloggers, YouTubers, 
podcasters. She's like at everyone. And she basically had this beautiful smile on her face and said, you guys give me too much power. Do you think I have this kind of power to split a panel? I never did any such thing. Obviously, it's the producers. They probably didn't want to have a reunion. And then it sounded believable, you know, because when you're looking at Teresa and she's telling you that kind of stuff, you're looking at her face and she has this beautiful smile and she looks like she's truthful, that she's telling the truth, right? And you went to bat for her. Because I remember I watched this and I was just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, even Jen, like, I was like, Jen has a stiff neck on this panel. <laughs> on this panel. And she is going hard for her girlfriend. You know, you said all of these things about the gore guys. You said, oh, you know, they're holding on for dear life, right? Teresa doesn't have that kind of power. You went to bat for your girl, right? You did. Like I said, if you have a problem with someone and you need some, somebody to stand or stick by your side, Jennifer is the girl to call. Because you were that girl in BravoCon, at BravoCon. So then, you know what's funny? It's kind of funny to me that Teresa would go and look at all of her fans, bloggers, podcasters, everyone in the room and lie with a straight face. And to have nothing to do with it. Guys, come on. Like, I don't have that kind of power, right? I would never do that, right? It's one thing for Teresa to do this and look at all of us and lie. But you would think that, you know, she would try to fill her good girlfriend in on it. And to listen, Jen, listen, I made a call to the big boss, okay? We're just going to play cool and just say that we had no knowledge of it or whatever, but this is really what is going on. But Teresa didn't even tell you anything. She said nothing to you. You went to bat for her, thinking that she was telling the truth. Until Andy decided to write a book. <laughs> and he writes a book, and Andy tells the truth in his book, and he says, Teresa called him. Teresa said... Daddy Andy, this is not going to work. It's not going to work. Can't do it. Can't even look at these freaking people's faces. Right? She didn't tell you that. The book was getting printed. She didn't tell you. She didn't think of telling you. She said nothing. She kept it to herself. And then it's printed in black and white and it's circulating all over social media. And that's how you find out. That your friend, your good girlfriend, the person that you call one of your closest friends, the person that you call one of your best friends, lied to you. Just like she lied to her fans. Just like she lied, she lied to her, the bloggers, podcasters, like everybody. And then you call her and you said, uh, Teresa, <laughs> is this true? And then she said, oh, yeah, 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 it is true. Don't you have a problem with that, Jen? And if you don't, why don't you? See, I've said this so many times before. I was a big fan of Teresa for 12 seasons. And I'm not saying that I'm not a fan anymore, right? What I'm saying is this season, I'm a little disappointed because this person can look at you straight in your face, lie to you, and you believe that they're telling you the truth. And I remember, you know, no matter how people feel about Caroline Manzo at this point, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that people like to say for Caroline. They're like, oh my God, Caroline this, Caroline that. Okay, I get it. Let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about one thing that Caroline has said on the show. She said, the problem that I have with Teresa is that she can look at you straight in your face, lie to you, say the most vile things about you and say, I love you. All with a straight face. And I remember when Caroline said that back in season four, I believe. And I think that was in, in, in Napa. I think that was in Napa when she said this. I was thinking, Caroline, you're being harsh. You're being harsh on our girl. Really? You really feel that way. But you know what? Over time, she has proven 
to be that person. She has proven to be the person who actually lies with a straight face. She will say to you, I never said this, I never said that, and then, oops, slips. You know, we watched Teresa sit on a couch season four after stripper gate in that beautiful green pageant dress or Christmas pageant dress. I actually like the dress. I, I love the entire look. But Teresa was sitting there. Kim D came on stage and they asked her the question and she said, did Teresa know? And Kim D took the rap for everything. Kim D said at that point in time, well, you know, Teresa knew that something was gonna go down. Did she know exactly what was gonna go down? No, but she knew something was gonna go down basically. So at the reunion, Kim D never fully admitted that Teresa knew anything, like knew that Melissa was going to be set up in that way, right? Although Caroline and Jacqueline are arguing this and they're saying, Kim, you told us, you told us the day after or the day of, you said that Teresa knew, right? So anyways, I understand why Kim didn't do that because Kim was protecting her girl. Teresa and her were very close. So I understand that she was just like, you know what? I'm going to protect my girl and I'm going to take the fall for this one. Granted. There was an interview, not just one interview, several interviews with Kim D later on, where Kim D, but it was a very good interview. I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour long, uh, maybe a year or two ago. And Kim D was basically telling this woman, listen, I lied at the reunion. Like I basically protected her at the reunion. I, I, I don't think she said she lied. She said I protected her and I took the fall. But the reality is, Teresa knew everything, everything, you know, she didn't know just like a little bit. She knew everything. She knew that Melissa was going to get set, set up and she knew everything about Stripper Gate, right? So it's funny because Teresa over the years has said, oh, I got blamed for something I didn't do. And back then, mind you, and I've said this to you guys, my listeners, because I'm going to be honest, and I'm not going to lie to you guys because accountability is key, right? It doesn't take anything for someone to say, hey, I was wrong, right? I'm not of a higher power. I'm wrong sometimes. I'm wrong a lot, actually. But... At that time, I didn't. At that time, I didn't want to believe that Teresa might have known what Kim D's plans were for Melissa, right? Because who wants to believe that you know a sister-in-law would want to set up her other sister-in-law like that? That you know her sister-in-law that that happens to have children with her brother. It's like, come on, it's so ugly. You're just like, are you really willing to do this? Like seriously? But for even Teresa, like after jail time, to come back and say. You know, I got in a little bit of trouble. I got blamed for things that I didn't do about the whole stripper gods. And uh, yeah, you know, I didn't do that shit, right? Kim D did it all, but I got blamed for it. It's like, really? You got blamed for what? You didn't get blamed for anything. Kim D got blamed for everything. And you're okay watching your good girlfriend take the fall in front of the world right? Basically, people are just going to call her a shit stirrer for doing this, right? While you're like sitting up there in the clean and acting as if you had nothing to do with it and looking like you're actually innocent. Meanwhile, everybody knew that you were not innocent. They knew. They just didn't want to believe it. I was one of them. You know, the same way, the same way that, you know, after Harapool Gate, Danielle, you know, she, people like went hard for her. They're just like, you pull her hair, that's unacceptable. You went like a step further. You're not supposed to do that kind of stuff, right? And mind you, you were having Danielle's back, but never did you say, listen, I would have said something to her too. She said, I'm going to pull her hair. And I said, yeah, do it. You never said that. You defended her, but you never talked about your own involvement in the thing. And I, and I said it before, and I will continue to say it. 
the strong reaction that you had at the Jersey Shore was more about you than it was about Margaret. And I'm by no way, shape, or form a big fan of Margaret. I'm not. I've always said this. I think she's great for the show, right? I'm just saying, like, she's not my favorite character, although she is good for the show. So here's the thing. When Margaret was defending you and being like, oh, I don't believe you said that. I don't believe you did that. Her first, inst her initial instinct was to defend you. And was just like, no, Teresa's not twisted to the point that she would actually tell somebody, pull my hair. Meanwhile, you did. <laughs> and meanwhile, you were not telling anything to anyone about it. You're okay with Danielle just being solely responsible for, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. She did the act. She needs to be responsible for your actions. And I know that she is. But at the end of the day, you influenced her a bit. You agreed. You said, yeah, that's a good idea, right? And the only thing that you cared about at that point was not the fact that Margaret had some whiplash, right? Or some injury as a result of the attack. You're just like, I just hope they're not going to use this. I just hope they're not going to use this. And then Melissa said, no, they are going to. They're going to show it. And then you flipped. You got mad. You had a tantrum and you went to hide in the washroom. That's what happened. And you know what? I don't think Melissa, when she did that, I don't think she was trying to create something with you. I think that at that point, Melissa was probably like, Melissa was probably the only one that knew what you were capable of. Because all of these years, she's been accused of being the calculated one, the one that is like maniacal and just like plotting and like, you know, scheming behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that these things are not happening. I'm just saying she's the one who's been accused of that all of these years. But she's the only one who really had to deal with you on a personal level. So she was just like, hmm, hold on a second here. Before we discredit the allegations made by Ms. Danielle Staub, let me ask my sister-in-law once again, because I know how to talk to her and say, hey, did you do it? And you had to say, yeah, well, I guess I don't remember, <laughs> which is basically, yeah, I did it. I did, I did tell her to pull your hair, right? So clearly Melissa had the history of you throwing the rock and then hiding your hand. Anyways. On the podcast, I think I heard you say something like, Melissa is very pretty to look at. She's beautiful to look at, but she's pretty empty upstairs. Well, those are your feelings. That's how you feel about her. I just don't know. I just don't know why it's necessary. And I'm still trying to find out what is it about Melissa that bothers you so much, Jennifer? I understand your good girlfriend doesn't like her. I get it. But what has she really done to you? For you to go so hard and try to, you know, just be like, you're going out of your way to be mean to somebody, right? That's one thing that I, I don't like. And I've said this so many times, I like shade, fun shade, shady shade, like all kinds of shade, right? I just don't like when things start to become mean-spirited. And I feel like sometimes some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth, and I know you might say, what the heck? Don't even try to tell me how to speak. Don't let me try to just like communicate my feelings in the way that you want me to communicate them. It's like, listen. <laughs> Listen, you say what you want, you do what you want. But at the end of the day, you don't really have a valid reason to go so hard after Joe and after Melissa. It doesn't even matter if you're friends with Teresa. Teresa has had other friends in her life for way longer than you've been in her life for. You've been on her life for like, in her life for how long? Like a few seasons. But you're going hard for this girl. Like you are, like you're doing, like you're, you know, you're talking for her. You're finishing her sentences. You know, 
I don't understand what you're doing. And I'm not sure that that's needed on this show, right? It's not needed on the show or outside of the show. You know, there's things that we see on social media, certain fashion looks, you commenting and deleting and saying like, it looks like Melissa. I don't know, you know? I know you guys like to call each other old and say, you old lady energy, but that's pretty childish, you know? And I think you said you were 45 or something like that, but I don't know. I think you are beautiful, capable, smart, but when you're acting like this, I can't help to think what is missing from your life for you to feel the need to act like that. It's so not necessary. Moving on. You know, when I come on here, I have to play devil's advocate sometimes because a lot of people are upset at the fact that Melissa Gorga is selling uh, handcuff bracelets. And I'm going to say this because I'm not biased and I've said this to you guys before. I'm not getting paid by any of these people to speak my little speak and tell my truth. This is my podcast. It belongs to me, Stella. So I'm going to say that if the intent was to shade Teresa because of her past, um, I would say that that's pretty shitty. Yeah. And I would say that that's pretty petty, right? Petty, Betty. Very petty. And mean-spirited. I would not be ashamed to say this. But I have to play devil's advocate here. And I will give you an explanation when it comes to that as well. You know, I've watched the reunion many times. Episode, uh, you know, part three many times. And if you listen to the reunion, our good guy Louis, right? <laughs> Louis sitting there and he's just like mumbling a whole bunch of stuff under his breath, right? So Louis is just like saying, in due time, your time is coming. Be careful. You know, he's saying all of these things over and over. And he's basically saying them to Joe Gorga, to Melissa, to Margaret, but mostly Joe Gorga and mostly Melissa. So it's like, your time is coming in due time. You're going to regret this. Yes, your time is coming. Be careful. That was to Margaret. But, you know, basically, I don't know what Louis is doing or was doing at the reunion, but he's basically alluding to the fact that these guys are going to get in trouble. Like, you know, at some point, in trouble. And the kind of trouble that he's talking about, I don't think it, I don't think it was related to Teresa at all. Like, oh, you know, you, with your sister. It's like more like, it seemed more like legal to me. Oh, your time is coming. What about this million dollar fine that you got buy from you? In due time, in due time, you know? It's like, okay, like it seems like you, you know, you know something that I don't, right? And Bodito, private investigators, everybody. Everybody's in on it except us. We know, like, you got us investigated and that's, that kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, so I'm thinking. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It's, it's possible. It's possible that Melissa and Joe are just trying to capitalize on that. Maybe the handcuffs are just like, oh, yeah, our time is coming. Clink, clink. Right? That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. Like I said, I don't talk to these people. I'm just saying, I could be completely wrong in my assumption. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if I really see Melissa say, hey, you know, my sister-in-law used to be in jail, so let's have handcuffs, bracelets. Like, I, don't, I don't know why she would do that now. So, you know, again, if she did, mean-spirited, petty, not cool. But I feel like, like in my gut, and I could be wrong, I feel like she could just be like, oh, yeah, we're laughing at Louis because he's saying our time is coming. Clink, clink. I'm going to sell the bracelet because, you know, she's, she, 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 she's selling merch right now, right? She has like those lips with the lip gloss when she said to Teresa, listen, I know that you do not, like you cannot stand me right now, but just try to content yourself. Um, 
And then she made like a hoodie out of that. Actually, I would like to have that, that hoodie because I liked it. I actually, <laughs> I like the fact that she was applying her makeup and she was like, listen, I'm calm and cool as a cucumber. And obviously you cannot stand the sight of me, but hey, right? I thought it was a cool t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever it was. So I think that they might be trying to just capitalize on the fact that Louis is like, your time is coming in due time. Be careful. You'll regret this. It's coming. It's coming. Right? So they're just like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, clink, clink. It's coming for us, too. That's what I think it is. So anyways, we'll see. So I don't know if you guys have seen. I shared a tweet on my personal, in, well, on my Instagram, relatable underscore Stella, where um, Frank Catania is basically saying, that he is not mad at Louis for hiring a private investigator. He's actually mad at the fact that Louis is trying to smear them. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, guys. Please let me know in the comments. You can reach out to me. Let me know. <laughs> you can let me know in the comments or you can let me know privately. I know other people have said, other podcasters, bloggers have said, oh, well, I, you know, I would hire a private investigator too. Maybe. I don't know. That's just not my thing. I feel like, you know, in Housewives, what people have been doing was kind of just like, you know, you're in the public eye. People are going to come to you, tell you stuff about the cast. Of course, it comes, you know, it's part of the game. I always felt like that was part of the game. I never felt like hiring out of your own funds like a private investigator to get information on your cast members what part was part of the game. That's where I find that it crossed a serious line. So if people want to say that it's ethical, ethical and that they're okay with that, you know, good for them. I don't think that it is. I still stand by what I said. I think it's a complete violation, not necessary. And it was not needed up until that point. I think Teresa was doing very well on her, like, on her own without Louis interfering in those kinds of things, right? So... Anyways, so I'm just going to say a few more things before I wrap this up. So lately it feels like it's been very toxic. There's a lot of negativity out there. People are talking like, and I've said this to you guys like a lot of times uh, on my own podcast. I do not call people names. Okay. I don't do that. I'm, I'm not going to call you an idiot, stupid, um, a re well, I can't say that word, so I'm not going to say it because Margaret got in trouble for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't say that word. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, I'm not going to call your name publicly. It's not necessary. I have enough words that I can use without me having to call your name. You know, even the, like, you know, when people say bitch and like, whatever, it's like a term of endearment or whatever. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that, to be honest with you. Like, I get it. Like, people say, oh, be this, be that. Okay, that, that's cool, right? That's just not me. I just don't do that, right? And I'm not saying that that makes me better. I'm just saying I just don't do it, right? Um, there's a lot of words that I don't use. I'd rather just, like, talk about your actions and not call your name. It's not necessary. So... I also said on my podcast that I was not a big fan of people calling men as if they were women, right? Um, I'm not for the whole Louisa or Josefina or whatever name it is. Like, I'm, I'm not for that, right? I, I Like, I think it's very disrespectful. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, like, shut up my background and all that stuff. I'm just saying, like, you know, where I'm from, like, we just don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, you get in trouble for doing things like that. So, I mean, not like Louis' actions, I'm not going to call him, like, he's a girl, right? That's not what he would want. It's not respectful. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not doing it for Joe Gorga. I'm not doing it for anyone, right? So, at the end of the day, when it came to Louis... And I've said this extensively on my podcast before. Um, when Teresa was seeing Louis, I was just like, okay, she's seeing this guy. You know, I've heard some stuff about him. There's stuff about him on the blogs and all that stuff, right? All right. Okay. 
Some of it is good, some of it is not, right? And to be honest with you, there's a lot of bad, a lot of negativity about Louis. The video was creepy, but whatever. I don't think it was that bad, right? It was just like, okay, well, if he's into paying $25,000 to just get beat and <laughs> and do these kinds of experiments, that's fine. You know, if you like it, I love it. So I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the fact that this is what I said. I said, you know what? I've read some of the stuff that Louis did in his past to some of his exes. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Some of it is really bad. But I also said that I read the entire thing and the court documents. And I, I was just like, you know, there was a lot of crazies going on. There was a lot of crazy going on. And not just on his side, on all sides. I did say this, right? And no, I'm not saying that to um, discredit his ex. That's not what I do. His ex is not on the show. This is something that I said before. I said she's not on the show, right? So am I going to really talk about her extensively like that? No, I know she's giving interviews. She's doing this and that, and that's fine. She can tell her truth. That's okay, right? But at the end of the day, she's not part of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So why am I talking about her? You know, she's just as relevant as Danielle's brother. You know, they're not on the show, right? So to me, I said to myself, you know what? I'm not going to judge Louis based off of what he did in the past, you know, because we all have a past and we've done crazy things and we have crazy exes and they're exes for a reason, right? Some of our exes, I'm sure if we were to talk to them, they're just be like, yeah, man, I, I can't stand that girl. I can't stand that <laughs> You know, it, it's not all positivity, you know? So I was willing to give him that chance. Just be like, okay, you know, maybe not the most objective person to ask about his character because that's an ex, right? Let's just base our opinion on Louis based on what he does on the show. So when he was on the show, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about him yet, but he seems okay. He seems like he has a good positive influence on Teresa. And then he started just like going left a little bit. It didn't take long though, <laughs> you know, it didn't take long. It's like, I, I am not a fan of undermining. And I was just like, you know what? I know Teresa's wrong a lot and she needs to be put in her place. But just do it. Like, just come from a place where you're doing it softly or privately. Don't try to embarrass her in front of her friends. And that's probably why Margaret at some point in time said, you belittle her. Like, belittled. Belittle. You little belittled. <laughs> that's why she was saying that. Because it's like, at the end of the day, Louie... Your woman says, I don't want to invite the Marcos. You have to just say, yeah, man. You, maybe you can argue with her privately, but when you're in front of Dolores, Jen Fessler, uh, Margaret, it's not the time to look like you're, you know, the hero in that situation. You should have just shut it down and just be like, yeah, we, it was not an oversight. We have decided not to invite them. And that's the end of the story. And that's it. That's what you're supposed to say. You're not supposed to say, oh, well, I apologize to Donna Marco. I apologize to her, you know, because this 10, 20 year bullshit has nothing to do with me. Right. You're not supposed to say that, Louis. And you've done this like quite a few times to Teresa. You threw her under the bus quite a few times, quite a few times on the show. So that's the reason I was just like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. This guy, I'm not sure about him. That's the reason why I didn't like you on the show this season. I was willing to give you a chance, even last year. When you messed up at the reunion, you said to Teresa, you got to stop it. I'm a gentleman. You're hurting yourself by acting like that. Blah, 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 blah. I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird because, you know, backstage you were acting differently. But now, you know, in front of the cameras in public and all of that, you're acting different. But I was still willing to give you a chance. But this season, you, you did way too much. You know, the whole kneeling down. I don't get, I don't care if God himself is kind of like, you are interrupting us. You know, you're ruining the moment between me and Melissa and Joe. Get out of here. And like, I didn't like that. So that's why I was just like, oh, this guy, I'm not sure about him. So just know, Louis, what I'm saying about you right now has to do with your actions of today, not your past. The actions that we see on the show, right? So... Another thing, there's been a lot of people online saying like they're disappointed, you know, they've been listening to a podcast that they like and somebody has gone too far and said a word that should have not been said. And I have to say that I was pretty disgusted as well to hear that. 
I can't lie. And I just think that at this point, you know, we, we don't need to do this whole podcast wars. It's not that interesting, you know. Let's, you know, just be adults about it and just recognize that, you know, when we make a mistake, just apologize and just say, you know what, I mean, not like this person, maybe I might have been triggered by something that they said. Just respond intelligently. You're educated. You have a lot of schooling behind you. So at the end of the day, I'm sure you can find the words to just, you know, make your point. Just make your point. You don't have to call anyone uh, out of their names out of their name like that or just call them miss you next Tuesday it's not appropriate it's never appropriate never and it never it, it will never be right you recently just had a person on your show that called his wife that on national TV and it was not his greatest moment people are still talking about that until today like if you look in the comments people are like I can't believe he called her that and she stayed with him right so I'm just saying at the end of the day it's just a show it's not that serious it's supposed to be entertainment but when when people are crossing those lines where they're like calling people names like that are just so horrible it's like you have to wonder is it still a safe space for you to operate in and if you messed up because sometimes especially when you're live or when you're talking and you're talking fast and sometimes you do it also just for shock value without really realizing it i'm just saying at the end of the day if you know your people are upset just come out just man up and just say you know what i'm sorry about that that was displaced, misplaced. I'm not going to do that anymore. And sh this person does not deserve to be called this. And that's it. You know, people have a lot of respect for people that can take accountability and recognize when they messed up. So there's another thing going on right now online. Apparently, um, your moms are watching. Have, she has received this kind of like intimidating uh, DM from Louis. I'm not going to talk about it you can go on her profile and see it for yourself but uh, obviously she's a little freaked out right now and you know I don't know I don't know the gist of it I just seen I, I've just seen the screenshot and it looks like you know someone is trying to intimidate her a little bit so at the end of the day this is all I'm gonna say and I've said this before spirit of fear is not a godly spirit and I'm not trying to get all biblical on you guys I'm just saying the spirit of fear is not a godly spirit so you know what don't be freaked out don't be scared don't be intimidated because sometimes you have to tell the bully where it's at that's it guys that's all i have for you today stay safe love you all thank you for listening ciao